Welcome to another episode of Rap Theology, y'all. <laughs> I moved to New York earlier this week and I have been struggling to record this podcast, this episode since I got here. I wish that y'all could see what I am currently doing to try to even record this podcast because New York is loud. I try to say it like I was from New York. New York is loud, son. Yeah, New York is really loud, so it is like 7 o'clock in the morning, and I'm currently under some blankets, literally under a pile of blankets, trying to find some way to like soundproof these high ceiling cement and brick walls. Like The echo is crazy. So listen, what I have decided is you just going to get this podcast the way that I can give it to you until I am able to afford to go to a studio and record. In the meantime, we going to keep it gully. It ain't like I ain't been recording my podcast in a closet anyways before now. So the fact that I'm under some blankets, it's just par for the rap theology course. We make it do what it do. Listen, I am your favorite rapper's favorite rapper, Ebony Janice. This is my podcast. This is episode 19. This is Be Blessed, Be Best, Be Blocked. Seriously giving you a serious guide, a serious womanist self-care guide. The lyric in my spirit is from Solange's new album, um, the song My Skin, My Logo with Gucci. I just, I just, I have no real explanation for why that song is in my spirit. Guwap, not polo, my skin, my logo. I don't know. I love Gucci. I am Atlanta down to my socks for so many reasons and blah, but that's my jam. Um, I don't know if y'all have heard Solange's new album. There probably will be an entire Rap Theology episode about it. I feel like I've already done it in so many ways because I've talked about um, how Donald Glover... Remember the episode where I talked about Donald Glover is not a genius? And that was kind of like going to be the end of that episode for me. But I feel like Solange is in the mix of that energy when I talk about um, how black women don't receive the credit for being genius, but we just be handing out genius credits to black men. And so Solange is definitely in that conversation for me. The topic today is, like I said, be blessed, be best, be blocked. And what happened was since the last time we met, I had this little video situation go viral. And it's a video of me breaking down this protest that happened at um, a committee meeting in the uh, city council meeting in Sacramento after the Stefan Clark verdict came back. And so this black activist, um, a, a black man who I believe is related to Stefan Clark, is protesting, um, using his voice and his body in a lot of ways to protest. And these um, people that are white and white adjacent um, began to crowd around him to create a protective barrier with their bodies. So ultimately, they were using their bodies to be accomplices in protecting this black man so that his voice could be lifted. And the video went viral. But as with all things that go viral, number one, and then number two, especially on the topic of race, I have been getting a lot of hate. Like, I done seen the gorilla emoji. I done got DMs about, you know, being ignorant, being a nigger, being a bitch. I done been everything. Make a list of all the things. And I've been all those things. And so... I have really struck I had really struggled with that in the first several days, but like on a whole other level, 
it had just because it tried to start attacking my body, you know, just feeling exhausted and emotionally and spiritually drained. I thought about taking that post down. I thought about taking my page private because I just like, y'all know I love minding my business. We'll talk about that a little bit more later. But yeah, I just don't want people in my business like that. Like, uh-uh, I just said a thing. If you don't agree, go about your business. You ain't, you will never on um, Blue Ivy's internet, you will never ever scroll ever search ever anything and ever find me saying anything contrary in somebody else's comment section because if I don't agree with you you know what I do I go to my group text and we just talk about you there we not I'm not about to be publicly like I hate this no I don't got time for that if I agree that much I'll just go have a conversation with my friends about it like try to come up with some solutions I create curriculum if I drastically disagree with you I, I write books whatever I'm not about to sit in your comment section and be like, I think you stupid and you ugly too. And you look like you musty. That's just not going to happen. <laughs> I can't believe I was just acting like that just now. But I can't believe it because that's apparently how I act. So I had to, I had just come to myself about be blessed, be best, be blocked, right? Like I want y'all to go about your business and be blessed over there, be best over there. And also if you keep it up, you're going to get blocked very with, with great ease. You don't get a second chance with me. If you cannot be respectful, even if you, you can disagree with me, but if you can't even disagree with some respect, Hey, that was me doing little finger running motions. Let your little fingers run. Let your little body run on away from me because I'm not going to do it. Can you do it? I'm not going to be able to do it. And so I I was thinking about how my grandmother taught me everything I need to know about how to survive and thrive in this world. And I wanted to share this womanist um, self-care go-to guide manual of sorts on how to just, you know, be okay, right? Like, despite what's going on in the world, no matter what hardships, no matter what struggles, these things I saw my grandmother do every day of her life um, until she was not able to care for herself anymore. And I believe there, this is what sustained her in, in a very cruel world. And uh, number one thing is my grandmother used to wake up early and bathe. The first thing I remember that I know of when she came out that bedroom, the first thing that I know of my grandmother doing every single morning was coming to take a bath or to take a shower. And I that seemed that may seem so simple, but I want to note that 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 was a thing for my grandmother. The first thing she did when she came out of that bedroom was went and took a shower or went and took a bath. And so I I have actually taken on baths and and showers and you know just getting up early like when you wake up you get up. I actually I learned that verbiage from my leak teal, but I learned that reality from my grandmother. When you wake up, you get up. And um, that doesn't mean that you can't rest, that you can't chill, that you can't lounge for a while. But when you wake up, go and and take a bath, take a shower. There's something about washing yesterday off. There's something about starting this day new and renewed and fresh. And I really feel like that was a major part of my grandmother's self-care because 
of the way that she would, you know, literally beeline straight to that bathroom. And, um, and she, my grandmother, like, you know, she raised a lot of girls and, and there were always lots of grandchildren at her house. And the fact that I never remember my grandmother shouting at any, any of us, like, (laughs) I got two whoopings in my life from my grandma. Neither of them hurt, but I had to pretend like they hurt or she wouldn't have stopped. So, but, you know, she was just this sweet lady who, when she got upset, it was so rare that it was kind of like, okay, girl, what are we supposed to do with this girl? (laughs) So, um, but I, but I attribute a part of that grace to the fact that my grandmother had this ritual. Another thing that I learned from my grandmother about taking care of myself is singing through the house. I sing all the time now, literally to change the atmosphere. And I want to shout out a girlfriend of mine. Her name is Jay Perry. I've learned so much from her, but she's like the churchy mystic is basically who she is. We we both grew up very similar with, you know, very Christian backgrounds. And then as adults have some slight, you know, theological differences from our families. And a part of that theological difference is some of the stuff that our Christian demonic filter. Remember, I've talked a lot about this idea that I have coined the Christian demonic filter, this idea that anything that isn't expressly spelled out in the Bible then must be demonic. And that that leaves a lot of stuff like it's a whole bunch of stuff that's demonic that if you didn't grow up in a church particularly in the black church you would be like word that's demonic too yep that's demonic and it's demonic that you even asking me is that demonic you need to get on your knees and pray right so so jade and i have had a lot of conversations actually about things that our christian demonic filter would have previously kept us from being able to interact with but jade as the churchy mystic um also has helped me to realize that singing is literally very similar to when people sage like when people sit, go through the house saging or you know with palo santo or burning cinnamon or just different things that they do to to um use like this uh the smell or this um this energy or you know this um this burning incense to shift the atmosphere, to cleanse the the space, that sound also cleanses the space. And so I never knew that, but I have always, and I've seen my grandmother do this, literally walk through the house singing, like, like singing from your gut in order to shift the energy in that space. And so my grandmother um, used to sing all the time, just walking through the house, singing, singing, singing. And another thing, even when my grandmother, she used to think that we was like talking about her, like um, maybe one of us got in trouble or something like that. And she would, and she would think that we were talking about her afterwards. And she would be like, you could talk about me as much as you please. The more you talk, I'm going to bend my knees. But she wouldn't say that to us. She would just kind of walk by us with her head up just humming it singing it a little bit and we just kind of giggle after she was gone because we just like girl what am I talking about you but that was also my grandmother's way of like singing as a way to protect herself singing as a way to keep her um her mind right singing as a way to shift the atmosphere and so that is another self-care um, tip that I learned from my grandmother because singing has been so powerful for me in my life. In fact, when I wrote Five Miles to Jesus, the radical worship that saved my life, singing absolutely was one of the things that was a radical worship that saved my life. Um, both singing and writing songs, like kind of uh, allowing the spirit to just kind of pour these songs into my heart. And um, and in fact, you know, I 
I have I talk often. I don't know if I've said it in a podcast episode, but one of my favorite texts during one of the most depressing and difficult seasons of my life was this scripture that says uh, in Zephaniah three seventeen, God is singing and dancing all around us even while we're unaware. And I used to wonder like, oh, I need to know what that song is. Like, what's the song that God is singing and dancing? You know, singing while dancing all around us. And the song literally was like the song of the Lord was like this. Uh, this instantaneous, um, spontaneous song that would kind of just pour into my heart. And so I have, I was seeing literally in the most depressing, difficult season of my life, singing these songs that just came to me. And I believe that those were the songs of the Lord. So singing is definitely a self-care tip that I learned from my grandmother as well. Sitting in silence and looking at nature is a major um, thing that my grandmother used to do on on a daily basis, I would say. She had this chair that was propped sitting, um, facing towards these trees. You know, of course, towards the street as well, but facing towards these trees right outside her window. And my grandmother could sit for like extended periods of time with nothing, with no TV on, with nothing on, just, you know, kind of looking out that window. And then I remember even when my grandmother wasn't caring for herself anymore and my aunt was caring for her, my aunt had to turn the bed, you know, in that in that room, turn the bed facing towards those same trees, you know, and uh, in that same, you know, direction of the house so that my grandmother could still continue to look out the window because it's just a thing that she loved to do. And so I'm taking that as a, as a self-care um, mechanism because there is something about nature. In fact, uh, about a week ago when, when the video went viral, um, a group of girlfriends were actually giving me lots of tips for just taking better care of myself. Take a salt bath, you know, go walk in nature. But nature was the number one thing that people were saying. Go to the water, go to the trees, let your feet be on the earth. And so when I think about the fact that my grandmother had like, just instinctively tapped into something about nature being healing or, you know, just sitting in silence and being able to look outside. That also is another major tip. Another thing that my grandmother did on a daily basis <laughs> in my childhood, especially, was to laugh hard with her girlfriends. In fact, my grandmother used to be on the phone with her homegirls so much that my sister, um, two of my sister, well, my sister and her best friend, but I, her best friend, one of her best childhood best friends was like my sister as well. My sisters used to sing this song all night, all day, grandma talking to Miss Ida May, all night, all day, grandma talking to Ida May. And so literally my grandmother would be on the phone with her girlfriends all day sometimes just cracking up laughing just talking about things and we noticed that as children but we noticed like this very hard belly laugh that my grandma would get and there are in fact stories of my grandma laughing so hard at my aunt viola one time that my grandmother apparently passed out but my grandmother and her laughter is such a major um, healing tool in my life. And I believe it is a thing that kept her and her mind for so long as well. And then the final tip that I will give that I learned from my grandmother as a major um, womanist self-care tip is to pray until God heals. And I believe that a part of that early morning ritual possibly before my grandmother came out of the uh, bedroom to go take a bath or to take a shower, um, was praying and, um, and just, you know, being up early studying and trusting God. And I, and I, and that as a self-care tip, even if, 
um, you're listening to this podcast and you don't pray, whatever the thing is that you do to center yourself, if it's balancing your chakras, if it's meditating, if it's yoga, if it's whatever, getting in, in a position where you are present with the creator, where you are still, where you are you know, able to trust that everything does work out for you, whether that's creating affirmations, whatever it is, having some kind of morning self-care, spirit, soul, ritual um, that helps you to you know, be present in and to and to be trusting of of that everything will work out. Um, my grandmother definitely had that, and that that has been a major um, uh, part of my own toolkit. You know, toolkit that I pull from to be able to take care of myself is having a morning ritual. I have a I have a very very clear morning ritual. What I do using and I in fact call them my power tools, and then from my power tools to the things that I'm doing to take care of my body, and all of that really is not about vanity. It's really about I need to make sure that I'm okay, spirit, soul, and body, in order to make it through whatever else is going on in this world today. And so, yeah, so that's my, my topic for today really is this, um, this idea then of be blessed, be best, be blocked, um, came from thinking about, the ways that people have been trying to attack me for having a different opinion over the past several weeks. And you know what, that, that I call this a womanist, you know, self-care, you know, toolkit or guide that be best, that, that, that be blessed. That, that is a, you know, I say that actually be blessed, be best all the time. And then I recently added that be blocked. Um, and I jokingly with a girlfriend added be by, be blessed, be best, be blocked, be by, but yeah, be best, be blessed, be blocked is really a um a, a major part of my my own take care of myself these days because be blessed is so black girl church you know like we understand that there's an ed at the end of that but it's something about be blessed that's black girl churchy and shady at the same time okay be blessed be blessed like it's a it's a way to be like okay go on, go ahead somewhere now be blessed but it's still churchy because I'm at, because I'm trying to bless you now be blessed go ahead somewhere and be blessed and then that be best is actually I say be best all the time I've seen other people use the hashtag be best but it comes from your president's wife Melania Trump who created this campaign called be best oh that's not that's not there's no there's no grammatical correctness in that at all whatsoever. But it's just something so funny about be blessed to me that I felt like in the same spirit of be blessed, going somewhere and be blessed, going somewhere also and be best. Just going somewhere and be best now. And then that be blocked part, I feel like that explains itself. I literally, I block racist people for fun. I have probably blocked somebody racist from your timeline before. I'm talking about they ain't even on my page yet, but I went to their page and was like, bloop, bloop, report, blocked, harassment. <laughs> and of course, Instagram doesn't give a good gahoot about black women. So they don't do anything about it. But that blocked thing, if, if we don't do nothing else on today, at the very least, you're going to get this what? Block. That's my topic for today. Be blessed, be blessed be best be blocked. I hope that any of these tips will be helpful for you in creating your own self-care rituals and mechanisms. The cipher question for uh, this episode, I asked the question a couple, a, a little over a week ago for people to tell me their favorite episode of Different World. And my favorite responses were basically biased because my favorite responses were my favorite episode of Different World, which is this episode where they're dedicating Hyde Hall, Dorothy Hyde Hall, um, 
on the campus of Hillman and Whitley is in charge of this dedication and Whitley is getting all this black woman centered art. It's a photo of Angela Davis and I believe it's a photo of Maya Angelou. And then there's this photo of Mammy that drops down. And, um, and so the episode's called Mammy Dearest and Kim, Kim is very upset about this because she has some personal stuff around Mammy. She's like, I don't want it. Please take it down. Whitley, Whitley won't take it down. Well, Throughout the course of the episode, that's the tension between Whitley and Kim about this. And Kim gets this revelation from Mr. Gaines later in the episode about what Mammy represented, both the negative and the positive of Mammy. And she creates this performance for the dedication ceremony. And the performance is so profound. I feel like I've probably talked about this on a Rap Theology episode before. And I feel like it's relevant for here because, you know, a part of the work that I'm doing as a hip-hop womanist, particularly as a womanist, um, a scholar in general, is having conversations about what is considered credible and worthy and holy and sacred. And that episode of Mammy Dearest is so sacred to me. Y'all, I'm legitimately about to cry. That episode of Mammy Dearest is so sacred to me because I was in the third grade when it came out. The poem Eagle Trippin' by Nikki Giovanni is one of the pieces that is um, present in this performance. And um, I just was never the same after that. I just was never the same after seeing these beautiful black people on my television. It, it may have been, I honestly, and this ain't even me trying to be deep. It, it may be my earliest memory of catching the Holy Ghost. Um, and it comes back to me every single time I see that episode, I start crying. Every single time I think about it, I start crying because it's so beautiful. It's so powerful. And growing up in, you know, predominantly white space, having experienced racism and or bias um, and or discrimination already by third grade, that episode just shifted something in me. And that to me is the proof that there are there is text or there is um, there is some type of uh, a material or conversation or discussion or visual or, you know, whatever. There there are things outside of what is my sacred text, the Bible, that is also sacred text for me. And that episode of Mamie Dearest is definitely, and there were several black women in my DMs that responded to that question that said the same thing about Mamie Dearest, that episode being so profound for them. Um, but different world just in general is definitely a part of my sacred text because there's so much learning from it that shifted me and changed me forever and very similar to what it feels like to catch the Holy Ghost and know that, you know, know that there's there is a change or know that there's something different about you. Different world has done that for me, particularly that Mammy Dearest episode. Y'all. Listen, the self-care share for today is minding your business. Now, I said earlier I was going to bring that back up later about how I love to mind my business. But one of the things, you know, when we talk about minding our business, it's not just getting in other people's business. The self, My self-care share for today is for you to learn how to not let other people put you in their business. And so one of the things that I have learned to say to people when they want to bring their issues to me that I just currently can't handle. I'm just currently not emotionally, spiritually, or even in in a lot of ways in my body equipped to process your stuff with you. I cannot do it. And so I have learned to say, I'm not actually available for that conversation right now. 
very often I leave it at that. But if I feel like I need to explain that a bit more, I do because I don't want to offend anybody. I just need it to be clear that I'm not equipped in my soul to have that conversation today. And I feel like this is just even so in line with this whole conversation today. Um, this woman is self-care kind of guide, toolkit, go-to is being able to tell people that you're not going to be able to do it. See, the hip-hop woman is to me just always know how to bring it around. Yeah, like, can you do it? I'm not going to be able to do it. Yeah, you need to know how to be able to tell people I'm not going to be able to do it to certain conversations. Even even sometimes people will come to you for advice. Sometimes people, and you feel like obligated sometimes. Like, oh, I just, you know, I can listen at least. Sometimes it will be worse for your spirit just to listen. And sometimes you need to be able to know how to tell people I'm not going to be able to do it. Y'all, that's my episode for today. Again, I'm Ebony Janice. I'm your favorite rapper's favorite rapper. If you haven't subscribed to my Patreon yet at patreon.com forward slash Ebony Janice, please do so. Your support helps me to be able to continue to create like I create just so much free content and particularly these episodes I, I think that sometimes a podcast, particularly an episode like this, you know, or um, or a podcast like this where I'm teaching, literally full on teaching um, every single episode, I think it can it can just kind of be lost in like, oh, OK, that's just a podcast. But there's so much preparation that I do for this. There's so much, you know, labor that goes into this and your support is just so profound for me. But I've also included if being an ongoing subscriber isn't something that you're capable of right now. I've also included in the bio and or wherever it is that you found this episode. I've also included information on how to, um, you know, support me in other ways. So thank you for listening. Uh, Did I say I was your favorite rapper's favorite rapper already? you know, you know that part, you know that part already. Peace y'all.